With the Wells Fargo Active Cash Credit Card, you can earn unlimited 2% cash rewards on purchases you want and purchases you need. That means you earn 2% cash rewards on what you want, like season tickets to watch your favorite team, and 2% cash rewards on what you need, like paying for parking. That's the beauty of the Active Cash Credit Card. It's ready when you are, with unlimited 2% cash rewards. The Wells Fargo Active Cash Credit Card. That's real life ready. Terms apply. Learn more at wellsfargo.com slash activecash. Want the same expert advice you get from the pros in the store while shopping online at DiscountTire.com? Meet Treadwell, your personal online tire guide that matches you with the perfect tire for your vehicle. Get your best match in one minute or less with Treadwell by Discount Tire. Hello everyone and welcome to another Patreon only episode of the Tatecast. My name is Davis Maddock. You guys can find me on Twitter at Davis Maddock. In this episode of the show, I'm joined by my buddy, Brian Hooper. You can follow him on Twitter at Brick75. You uh, you probably know him. Uh, he's been on this program before. He is uh, a stone-cold great DFS player. Of course, uh, we didn't talk at all about uh, DFS here on this show. Instead, we talked about uh, Bitcoin toxicity bitcoin maximalism and and its role that it's had in uh you know a lot of the a lot of the unkind things people are saying about bitcoin these days and then also a wider discussion about how crypto fits in with governance and the possibility of an actual crypto governance token working in the real world of which brian has written up a proposal on his website so hope you guys enjoy the show. I always enjoy talking to Brian. If you want to get bonus episodes of the show, you can sign up on patreon.com slash takecast, or you can just leave a rating or review on iTunes or wherever you listen to podcasts. Now let's go ahead and get into the episode. All right, everyone. Welcoming Brian Hooper uh, at Brick75 back to the show. You guys know him from um, the top of all your leaderboards and uh, and lols and uh trying to copy Osmo's tweets. Uh, we're, we're sitting here on December 23rd. It's, it's right before Christmas. We're getting into the holiday season and, uh, you know, the NFL is a mess right now. Brian was just telling me before the show that uh, a Turkish center by the name of Omar Yurt seven was not in our projections at daily Roto. So we got to get that fixed. Um, so that's where we are like in life right now. Yeah, that kind of sums it up, doesn't it? I'm, I'm telling you, you got to get Omer Yurt 7 in your projections, guys. It's important. And uh, that it really is his name. I, I really thought you were trolling me for a, little, a second, and I Googled him, and he's a real guy who's really getting minutes. No, it's true. I'm like, why, why is it, why have this, this error in here? So what I... What I want to start here today, and you know, we're we got we got plenty we can talk about all the time. But I I and I because I think you will sympathize with me on this. Mm-hmm. Why are Bitcoiners such losers now? Why why are why are these people who are at the forefront of this radical technology, this huge change in how we view money and how we interact with governance? Why are these people such giant fucking losers, crybabies? Like what has happened? Why is this happening? Is it, is it, I, is it, I do agree with you. <laughs> is it because when something goes mainstream, that's what, always what happens? Is that, is that possibly it? I mean, certainly I think that is probably related. I also think, and I've saw, this is not my point. I saw someone else make this, that 
the the loudest voices in social media are often rewarded. So these people who say, you know, I only eat steak, I only buy things in Bitcoin, I would never use Ethereum, buying a JPEG, right-click saving a JPEG, like uh, the, the, these people get rewarded from these horrible viewpoints. And, um, and which is not, by the way, I, I'm not coming here as like an ETH maxi saying like, dude, it's the future of money. You got to do everything on ETH layer one. Like I, I think the ETH maxis are just as obnoxious. Um, and, and it's not anything that ever appealed to me about crypto in the first place. Like the cool stuff about crypto was like the ideas it represented and doing things in a decentralized way. And it's just like, these people have, have so much lost their way. I, I couldn't agree more. Yeah. I mean, I know I'm, I'm not sure we want to go down this road this early, but that is uh, like when I was reading all the Ma the city coin, Miami coin and all the stuff like that. I'm like, this is like almost antithetical to like the early ideas of Bitcoin. Like what what's going on here? 100 percent. And I mean, the, the most antithetical stuff is the people who are, you know, begging Gary Gensler to, to tax the Ethereum gains like securities gains and, and make, you know, Ethereum illegal. Like literally imagine being a Bitcoiner who's like asking Gary Gensler to do anything for you. It's, it's completely crazy. It's, they've, they've lost, they've lost their minds, all of them. And, and, you know, it's so hard to, like, it's, it's hard to, to engage in like such active criticism of Bitcoin as a whole, because obviously, you know, people who don't know anything, then they get the wrong idea. Then they're like, the people who run Bitcoin have lost their mind. And then you're like, well, you know, no one really runs Bitcoin. And the 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 thing that um, I think really triggers people the most is how much um, development and business is actually taking place with Ethereum. Like, I think that actually really triggers the maxis. Like, they, they seem to really not like that VCs are so involved with Ethereum, but like the political beliefs of most of these maxis, they should, they should be saying, this is what should be happening in an ideal world. You should be taking advantage of all of these opportunities. You should be, you know, any unregulated opportunity you should be taking. Definitely. Yeah. And calling for regulation. That's, that's just so, uh, so far from where the whole thing started. That just doesn't make any sense to me. Um, like, I, you know, the what the guy you used to have on the podcast, Safadine, right? I think it was his well, name. Don't say I used he came on the show one time. And you're, look, you're, I I still tell people to read his book. I honestly I do. I still tell people, I still tell people to read his book, despite the fact that uh, you know, I, I don't think I would enjoy sitting down at a dinner with the guy. Um, it was the Bitcoin standard. Yeah, was his, yeah, yeah. And he, he's I, written I, another book too that I is is probably good to be honest with you it's probably yeah. i haven't read it yet but it's probably good yeah, he's he seems like a smart guy and everything I, it's but i did listen to a pod uh the other day that he was on and he was doing the exact same thing where you know ethereum is just a scam essentially and you get you should just convert anything but, you but libertarians libertarians shouldn't care libertarians should they should believe that anyone who gets scammed got what was coming to them and that you you should be free to scam anyone you'd like Oh yeah. I mean, I get, I mean, I guess, I don't think that's like, it just, it just means that, um, you know, they shouldn't go to jail essentially. You could still look down on that behavior, like free, like, like free drugs for like drugs, for example, it doesn't mean like you want people to be heroin addicts. It just means the trade-offs for government intervention are way worse than actually making it legal. It doesn't mean you want someone you love to be a drug addict or something, you know? 
Right. You don't you don't want it, but you are you're, the the libertarian viewpoint is that uh, the only thing preventing you from being scammed is yourself. And you should be you should be free to be scammed uh, by by anyone who wants to scam you. And you the societal pressure to not be scammed should be enough. Uh, I, I don't think that's the libertarian principle. You could like you could still like if someone scammed you out of a, like a car deal or something in a libertarian world you'd still have recourse there like through arbitration or clawing you know trying to claw back some of that but money. but who who is the arbiter you both parties would agree but no that would never happen in the real world you would never right. no, if, no, if someone all... if someone scammed you they would scam you and they would get the rewards right this is all purely on paper in a uh, in a, a philosophy, uh, philosophy class discussion or something yeah but no that is the argument is that uh, the arbitrators would have to be um, both agreed to, you know, and if you didn't, if you didn't abide by the ruling of the judge, then, you know, you'd have like, uh, you know, some sort of like credit score and, you know, then other judges and other firms won't do business with you, things like that. So, I mean, that we, we can get, we can get into all of that stuff a little <laughs> bit later. I really, I, look, what we have plenty, we have plenty of time to get there, but I, I mostly just wanted to, to, cause you, you have, I think a good perspective on this because you have been uh, in and around the world of, of Bitcoin for long enough. I mean, what, what is, what is, you know, kind of the, the future of the, the Bitcoin community as it exists, if these people are going to be, uh, you know, it is, it is kind of a, a toxic community. It is kind of a community that is not welcoming of onboarding people. Yeah, so you were you were talking when we got cut off there briefly. Yeah, I was I was talking about, you know, it's it's now the online Bitcoin community is so unwelcoming to new people, and you know, frankly, if we're going to be honest, of the, the uh, much of the interest for people getting onboarded in crypto for the first time is gains, right? And the the Bitcoin gains train, it's much harder to tell someone, oh, it's going to a million or whatever, than it is to be like, oh, if you buy this cute picture of a cat. You can make five x your money in a week, and I, I mean, I just, I just feel like it's sort of the response, the responsibility of like, you know, crypto people to be much more open minded and willing to converse and teach than because that's how it was five years ago. You talk to anyone about Bitcoin, and they would, they, you know, it'd be like a, a religious person like telling you about their Lord and Savior. Now the conversations are not like that. It's completely changed. Yeah. Uh, like a big paradigm shift. The um, do you think that is why like this this interest in Miami Coin, where they they've raised like according to that Mayor Suarez in Miami, they've raised like thirty million in three months. Do you think it's just pure speculation? Like they don't really care about the idea of like this form of governance through crypto. They just want no, no one, it. no one but real crypto nerds cares about governance tokens or or real government nerds. One of the two. Yeah, that see that's kind of that's kind of sad, right? Like I, I mean. If this is this, if we think like we did whatever five years ago, like these are the ideas that I'm interested in. It's like, okay, now what can we do with this? Now that we have all this money behind it and all this interest behind it, how can we interact with the real world? Yeah, I mean, I'm all on board with the idea of governance tokens, which uh, eventually you will read. Uh, eventually, you will read uh, Radical Markets, um, and by by Glenn Whale and his partner, which is uh, the most libertarian ideology I could ever see myself embracing, which is that uh, you know essentially voting is done 
through a currency, every person is allocated, you know, set amount of votes or uh, set amount of currency, and they can save them or spend them or buy them or sell them for whatever they want to do. Um, which, you know, it's the the reason why that's a, a hard conversation to have is as our world exists right now. If we want to do an actual real world problem solve instead of, uh, you know, a philosophy class argument. So the philosophy right. class argument is oh, well, that's a great idea because the most popular ideas will actually get through. And then you take that to the real world and you're like, well, Jeff Bezos and Tim Cook and the Google people will just buy whatever votes necessary to get whatever they want. And then we end up living in a more hellish dystopia than the one we already live in. I would say it's even, you're, you're even one step past where it even go because the real world application is like ask the current gatekeepers in the current system to implement it, which is never going to happen. You know what I'm sure. saying? Like, that's always yeah. the biggest problem. So like, like we were kind of joking, or at least you were laughing at these, these, these anarchist, you know, uh, libertarian solutions to arbitration and stuff. It's like, well, it, that is just pure uh, philosophy class discussion, right? It's like never going to get to that point. All these crypto, uh, uh, a lot of these crypto solutions too, it's like, it's never going to happen. Like, like, yeah. through the, like what, what means do we have to get meaningful crypto change? Right. Like tip, like typical like voting. OK, good luck. Right. That's not going to help you uh, donating to your favorite politician. OK, yeah, great. I'm sure that I'm sure that twenty five hundred is really going to change the game. You know what I mean? Like through these typical or having such a big following that you change hearts and minds. Right. Something like that. Like even that probably wouldn't even work. Right. So it's like, OK, well, then what 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 can we do? What do we just sit here? We just sit here and go and then do a podcast every four months. Like, could, did you see this new regulation? They came up, they want minors to know KYC their uh, trans every transaction. This isn't right. You know what I mean, just rinse. Well, I mean, crypto, crypto becoming a lobby is probably something that could actually happen that is useful, that could create change in the world that you know, could like crypto having enough money to become a powerful lobby is how crypto enters the 21st century and enters the political arena and becomes a force to be reckoned with. And by the way, the governance tokens thing could matter because you could, you could govern a lobby via, you know, via tokenance governing or via right, DAO. DAO or whatever that's and that. And that's, and that's why this stuff's so cool because, okay. Well, remember uh, the, the poker, players alliance right the big, yeah. the big push to get poker legalized after it was uh the banks were made so they can't do transactions um that just got taken over by poker stars like anyone who was in you know in the know knew that like it was a poker stars vehicle and so like that caused a lot of problems because the local casinos didn't want an outside non-american company getting their share of clients and so it it just completely killed the legislation in almost every state. So right. instead of helping us, the poker players ended up hurting us. But if we, if you could do it in some decentralized format, and it's really, it, it, it's, it's definitely possible. Someone's going to do the, one of these ideas. Someone's yes. going to. Yeah. Someone, someone will set up a DAO that does something that changes the world, whether it be, mm -hmm. you know, buying the Knicks uh which like you you kind of laugh about but there is enough money in crypto to do that there's there like there is enough money in crypto to buy a professional sports team in north america and 
if there if that actually was successfully governed by a DAO, that would that would change the world forever, which like feels like such a drastic overreaction. But that is like the beginning to ch changing how we how people interact with larger bodies that govern our lives. Yeah, some yeah, someone's got to take that first step. And it's probably not going to be in government. So it could definitely be a team. I'm thinking like the the uh, the Packers, right? The fundraising they do for like their stadium. And then people say they're Packers shareholders. Really, they're, right, they're, they're right. just helping fund the stadium. They don't make any decisions, but something along those lines, maybe. Yeah. So so let's let's outline your your city coin idea that you wrote up. OK, so my Miami coin for not everyone's as big a nerds as we are. So Miami coin is, is, is based off this city coin idea. So they have it. And like I know if New York City's got one going and Miami's got one, but I think there's others. And it's pretty simple where the through the mining process, 30 percent of the fees are sent to a separate account that's managed by the city's treasury. Um, and so this fund's building up, you know, over time through all these transactions. And then their idea is to then use that money. They don't really, he doesn't really have like a, a written out plan. So it's discretionary essentially uh, to like give people like parking meter discounts or use it to who knows, you know, build a park or something like that. And they're just using all the, the, the funds for, you know, who know who knows what. Right. Yeah. And so I'm like, okay, this is stupid. Like, why not just, if you really want to give your city money, just cut them a check. Right. Like, why would you, why would this have anything to do with, with Bitcoin at all? Um, like if you really want, you know, them to have, you know, extra money. And so you have no guarantees, right. With this, there's no like agreed, agreed upon contract. And like in a, in a worst case scenario, I, and I write in an article, it's like they could use that those funds against you, right? To like tax crypto and then hire more uh, lawyers to look into people's accounts and track people down. It's like, sure. you could be like funding your own, your own impression. Uh, like who knows? Like, so like they, there's no accountability, right? There's no consequences if they don't use it the way you want to use it. And it's just this kind of general theme we've been doing in the first, whatever, 15 minutes here of like, okay, how do we inter how do we get out of the philosophy class and interact with the real world? Because at some point, like this is this is where the rubber you know meets the road, and and the the uh, uh, the legislation the regulation is starting to pick up, right? Like across the board, they're talking about it more. They're adding more and more like uh, 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 legislation that is concerning to say the least. And so it's like, okay, we got maybe now's the time maybe now's the time to come up with an idea. So I wrote this like kind of just like a template idea and I originally call it vote coin. Um, but then vote coin, I saw vote coin was already taken. So I switched it to UBI coin because I thought, you know, maybe this will get some of the UBI bros uh, on board. And it's kind of similar idea where you like create an app or website or both where people vote on pending legislation. Yeah. Now it's it's not it's not binding or anything. It's just kind of like a poll for the residents in that district, and then the legislator. The idea would be the legislator uh, would vote what their constituents want, and same thing like Miami Coin. We're building up a fund to incentivize both legislator and 
voter. So when the voters partaking in the system, they're getting they're getting a piece of the like a like a dividend or however it susses out. And when the vote and when the legislator is voting with their uh, constituency, they also get a dividend. Um, and so it's a it's a financial reward mechanism. It's a yeah, it's an financial incentive, but also with a con- you know with a consequence element. So like if the uh, if your residents, like you're not voting with them, right? And they don't like what you're doing, they can have like a no confidence vote, just like, you know, Senator Palpatine. Yeah, I was get, like, literally every time someone says no confidence, I, that's a literally I, exactly I, when what I was I writing that, I thought of you. I'm like, I know he's going to like this. Um, yeah, so they, they and then, and then you, don't, you don't get it. You don't get your whatever, your dividend payment, right? Okay. And so um, the idea is like, you don't, I mean, listen, listen if Miami Coins making 30 million in three months, who knows how big you could build this up. And maybe it gets big enough where the incentives outweigh the incentives that a legislator would normally get, right? Which is, you know, trading influence and getting a job afterwards or whatever, you know, like uh, all the cliches, they're all mostly true. And like, they just will go in there and vote with their constituency. And if they don't, they lose the money. And, And so it could solve a lot of um issues in theory um and give us some protections and like I, I you know i like the idea of having like benchmarks where like if they the more crypto friendly bills they pass the more the the, the that district will get like in rewards districts yeah, yeah. In the worst state you know if they start and you know you now you have to start thinking like a, a, pro, a profit loss risk reward scenario you can't just go in there and be like what's crypto i you know i gave in like an example of you know if someone who's not a crypto holder and then a legislator goes, we want to fund social service X, you know, we want to build a park for kids and we're going to tax crypto holders. They'd be like, okay, you know what I mean? Like, why do they, why would they care? Of course they would. Well, now they have some sort of incentive um, to not do that. Now, maybe they want the park, right? Sure. Maybe they want the park and they want, okay, well then there you go. That's your democracy in action that Davis loves so much. So like, I think, I, and I think it kind of has something for everyone um, except people who like really want to use the government to, you know, achieve their goals. Like those people probably will not be digging this idea. But I think, I mean, I think that most people who really want to use the government to achieve their goals are probably like Leslie Nope style people that really believe in democracy though. And this, this, I mean, this is very democratic, but it is democratic in a way that makes it clear what we all know, which is that money still has this gigantic outsized influence in politics. For sure. Yeah, for sure. And, and, you know, people, you know, acting in their rational self-interest is totally normal. And like, even with the politicians, they're just acting in their rational self-interest. The voters are acting in their rational self-interest. So we just like need, need to insert a mechanism to kind of align those incentives and consequences. And like, we fucking Satoshi came up with something that we could use finally. Right. Right. The complete uh, game changer. Somebody's just got to like pull it off. Yeah, but uh, I, so to go back to the earlier conversation, you know, the way that Ethereum exists works way better for this because you can just build so much more on top of the Ethereum layer one. Like, I don't even, how would you, I don't even, you couldn't even really build a voting protocol on top of Bitcoin. No, but you could like pay out in Bitcoin if you wanted, like maybe that might be, yeah. I think that's what Miami coin does. They give uh, each resident like a little account that they can collect a little Bitcoin in. Um. But yeah, fine, Ethereum, right? Who cares? Uh, whatever, whatever works. And like, this is you know, a big piece is DeFi, 
too, like not, not only, so when I worked at the, the, uh, the treasurer's office here in Illinois for a few years, yeah, and a big problem is economies of scale for these local governments. So like they have funds, but like you have to pay basis points to a uh, financial firm that will manage the money. And it's just like not really worth it. So like we had to develop a program where all the uh, uh, local communities pool their money, right, to save up on the basis points. It's like, anyways, there's all these problems with this. Um, crypto has these solutions, right? Because it has DeFi. It has this huge decentralized uh, network, um, interest-bearing accounts, right? L- lending. And it's I mean, it's a Mike screwed up again. Oh, sorry. Uh, so it, it provides it provides people a mechanism to interact with the system, which is the wallet and the idea of a wallet. Uh, like, you know, when people say like Web3, Web3 this, Web3 that or whatever, to me, Web3 just means interacting with online shit via a wallet instead of your email address. Like, like really, if I was going to explain it to someone, that is the way I would explain it. And which is why I think so many of the Bitcoin, like Web3 is bad takes, are stupid because it could, you know, your Bitcoin wallet could do the same thing if Bitcoin transactions were faster. Yeah, honestly, I don't understand like all the hate on Web3. I'm not like, uh, I'm not into it that much to know either, but yeah. That's- yeah, it's it's not like I'm some Web3 maven. Like, what, what do I know? I bought some, bought some top shots and some profile pictures right. and that's like the experience of what I know. But th- this idea kind of like this, this whatever UBI coin I template is kind of the opposite. Like, so like the metaverse, like they're trying to escape reality to go into the metaverse. Like this is kind of taking the, the ideas of crypto and interacting with the real world somehow, um, which right. like, we have to have. Like, even if you want to upload your consciousness to the metaverse, eventually, I don't know what the uh, the end goal here is. Right? I mean, we already we already live in the metaverse, right? Like, that's right. that's the secret to all of this. I've never met you. We probably never will meet. I'll probably never go to Chicago and go get dinner with you. Like, maybe I don't know. We could, right. but it probably probably won't. But yeah, we know each other. Like, I have a mental. Like my brain has a process like, oh, yeah, I know who Brian Hooper is. I know what he looks like. I know what his voice sounds like. And people just don't really process things that way. But like we already live in a metaverse. Yeah. Yeah. And and by the way, I think all that stuff's awesome and amazing, right? Like compared to the 90s, like you couldn't do any of this stuff. You had like no shot to have a career like you have right now, Davis or me. Oh, yeah. None of this stuff would ever happen. And this is why I'm, you know, another reason why I'm interested in this stuff is like I want to stop them from fucking it up. Right. That's true. Sure. Kind of like if you really want a libertarian principle, that's what it is. The trade-offs are never worth it. Like they will, they will screw this up because they don't know anything about it. Like who was the guy who was holding up the crypto um, revision, right? The guy was like 90 years old. Yeah. Uh, billionaire has no idea. I mean, even even like Facebook, like rebranding is like meta or whatever. Like I, I, I tend to be, um, I mean, I honestly... If, if you told me I could eliminate the undue influence of the United States federal government or of like Google and Facebook, I'd probably choose the government. I'd probably say I'd rather I'd rather the government make calls for me than Google or Facebook. Um, I'd probably say Google or Facebook because they still do have I mean, like if you if you did like a test where you call your local unemployment office and test the customer service or call. Oh, Amazon, sure. Yeah. They're going to treat you a hell of a lot better at Amazon. <laughs> Yes. Yeah. This you are. Is why, because there is no, there is no consequences, right? This is like the kind of the thesis behind my article. 
right? There's no, there's no consequences for any of these people. There's, there's no too little consequences. Yeah, you can vote them out. Like, great, good job. Like, they're like, oh, okay, well, now I got a job. Here, so like, one of my bosses, when I was working for the governor, um, her beat, like you have like different departments you kind of work under, was the insurance department. And then when the governor lost, she got, she got a job before the term was up as like the head of the Midwest Insurance Companies Association, like before, like, like in a blink of a head, an eye, you know, right? Because what happens is when there's a change, especially from Democrat to Republican like ours, they just fire everybody. Like everyone yeah. gets fired, which is like a great way to run a stable uh, system, right? Just firing people every four years. Um, so like, like, how do you think, the, you know, like, how do you think they're going to act towards the insurance companies when they work there? Right. I mean, it's a, yeah. The incentives, are yeah. All, the incentives are off are all completely fucked up. So like the, that's the bureaucracy part. I don't know about that. I would just say like the, it'll have like a trickle down effect if we can get the actual legislators to vote uh, with the constituency. Right. And and have some sort of consequence where they like, OK, I can't I can't vote for this uh, whatever arms bill because like my constituency doesn't want it. And if I vote for it, I lose five grand a month right for the rest of my life or whatever it is you know what i'm saying sure um so like like the, the I, I don't see any other way um well, i haven't seen any like proposal that interacts with the real world i mean uh, have you i mean the the well so i guess the the big thing with all of this discussion is that hoping to implement these things uh even on like a citywide scale much less a statewide or a national a nationwide scale becomes much more difficult than implementing them in like smaller communities like your your hoa or whatever like you could use the um the the quadratic voting that we talked about the last time mm -hmm. from radical markets like that that's a, a much smaller way to introduce it you know um, and I, I think a governance token would work the same way. Like, and governance tokens work better on online communities when it's not an actual government, you know, not a, an organized, uh, I don't, what is even the right word for like a government? I, I mean, it, it is just a government, but it's confusing to say governance and government right back. But like, I guess like a private versus a public entity, because then you're, uh, because you're opting into membership for those things, as opposed to like, when you live in a city, you, you're, you're not opting in, you just are subject to the government where you live. Yeah, yeah, certainly. I do think you can, I, I like I, I suggest in the article, definitely start local. It's much easier to win those seats and stuff like that. But like, think of it this too, Davis, like, let's say we started it today, right? We have, we have uh, this, this fund just continuously building up funds. Eventually there's gonna be a breaking point where someone's gonna like be like, they have, they have $500 million in that fund and it's getting right. you know 12% interest every year. Like, why don't I just go run for uh, my local seat? You know, like it's going gonna, it's right. gonna to incentivize crypto friendly people just by existing. Like, because, only, because the money will come. I mean, that's, that's the only reason. I mean, money is the only reason why crypto is even becoming a thing that Congress and, and people even care about is because so much money has moved into the space. You know, if Bitcoin was still uh, $8,000 and Ethereum was 75 bucks, like no one would care. People, they just wouldn't care. Yeah, certainly. Yeah. And, and so we're lucky that we're also lucky in that now there's a lot of money in this, 
like now you could probably so like in, in Illinois, I know like the salaries for like a, a rep, it's not that much. It's like forty five thousand and a senator's like sixty five. I could have, I haven't worked there in a while, so it might be more than that, but it's not a ton of money. And the way here's here's another thing where it's it's tough uh, for people that don't understand, like how the influence and power works is like you get more money by getting on the better committees. So like if you yeah. get on the higher up committees, like you're, you're, you get bonuses. And so like you can get into the 80 or 90,000, but who assigns those committees, right? It's the Senate president and it's the speaker. So like you kind of have to play ball. Um, yeah. I knew uh, I was, uh, I had a meeting. You remember Napoleon Harris? No. Player, the linebacker for the, uh, played for Northwestern and the Raiders. You don't remember Napoleon Harris? It's before my time, bud. Uh, anyways, he was a Senator. In Illinois, and I, I was having a meeting with him, and he didn't know I knew the the uh, the Senate president. And he got a call, and like he had to go to a meeting, and he hung up the phone. He's like, he's like, this motherfucker's calling me, thinks I can go up there. <laughs> he's just talking shit about him. And I'm like, oh well, you don't know that I know that guy, <laughs> right? Yeah, <laughs> there's nothing you could do. You kind of have to play ball, right? But if you're getting paid, if you have like a lifetime in you know a source of money. Like you could be like, no, I'm not coming to your meeting. I'm not going to sign right. off. I'm yeah, I, I, I don't care what you have to offer me because like I'm already taken care of. It changes everything. And then, and then you know, I wrote briefly on this too, is like if people are getting, if you can get this fund big enough where it is like a UBI type of situation, like it lessens the burden on the government, right? Because right. You don't, you're not going to qualify for a lot of benefits because you're already getting money. Right. You know, it depends on how much eventually it gets to, but like it could, it could shrink the size of government. Like people could be like, you know, we don't need this anymore because everyone has this. So, so in, uh, in this world, Mm -hmm. uh, how is this, is this token, can this token be traded by people that don't live in the community? Yeah. I mean, that's, so this is all like, once the templates out there, I kind of yeah, becomes open. very, yeah, it becomes very theoretical. It becomes very theoretical. And I'm like, and if some, and like, if someone's like, Hey, I'm going to do this and I want to do it this way. I'd be like, whatever they said, I'd be like, Oh, good idea. Yeah. Yeah. I like that. Like right. trade, trade the tokens. Don't trade the tokens. Like, I don't care because I, I think by default inherently, it's going to get every, you know, it's going to get what I want. It's inherently going to have crypto friendly people going for it. It's inherently going to want, people to vote for crypto protections to protect their assets that they're now getting for free. So like, I, I feel like there's nothing they, they can do that. I wouldn't, I wouldn't like, but I was thinking like with the tokens, you could like the, the more tokens you have, like maybe you have a little more voting. So like you can vote for that, no confidence vote. Like you have a little bit more there, or if there's changes to the code, right. Then everyone has to agree on it. Maybe the people who use it more have it, you know, yeah. Um, whatever. Yeah. So, you know, I mean, the, the much easier way for this to work actually is, is not token native, it's just very web too, which is that, and I think, I think we talked about this the last time you were on the show, but just someone runs, you know, they're a, a, a junior senator from Arkansas or whatever, and they say, okay, uh, I, I, there's an app, you know, uh, that you can download when you vote for me, and every vote that I do on the floor will be you guys will vote on it and i will just vote with whatever it says so if it's 51 49 in favor i'll vote in favor uh if it's if it's uh you know 40 60 to the negative i will vote uh with the 60 percent in the negative and i feel like that would it be very popular but at least once at least one person could do this and win an election i think yeah even leaving out the crypto stuff 
I think just that platform, someone could run for like a like a low a state senator seat or a house rep seat. I mean, that's just like the simplest campaign ever, right? Like I'm just gonna literally vote what they tell me. Like, Whatever what you, you tell me to do, I'm gonna do. Yeah. And so like they'll they'll like when you when you run for office, the first thing you get is you get a bunch of forms sent to you from like unions and all sorts of associations and stuff. And they ask you like how are you going to vote on this issue, this issue, this issue. Like you have all you have the answer for all of that. You're like, I am just gonna literally vote for what my constituents say. Like, like Davis, what's your opinion on nuclear energy? It's like it's I don't like, know. I don't, I don't have nuclear one. energy. Yeah. And it doesn't matter because I'm just gonna vote for what my constituents want. So it doesn't matter how complex or simple the issue is. You're just you're just the guy going in there pushing a button. Which is, I don't know. I mean, do you think do you think people like that? Or I mean, probably just in general, they they don't they don't care and they would rather not think about it. I mean, I don't know. And like, you could like, you could be uh, pessimistic and go, do we really want everyone direct democracy? Right. Like, I, I don't, I don't. Right. I mean, I, I think I've learned a lot about what people think and how they understand the world, uh, you know, over the last five years or so. And I, I mean, which is, I, that's not a popular opinion. That's going to get me canceled. No, no, no I, I agree with it too. I mean, I think, we, didn't we talk about this before? Um, but, Which is, by the way, an idea that uh, that some of the crazy Bitcoiners have. They're like, we should just have kings. Yeah, monarchists. Yeah, yeah, yeah. exactly. Well, yeah, this this is what we we definitely talked about that on last show. Yeah, because a monarchist is basically like a CEO, but um, and their time preferences. Yeah, different. that's that's my opinion that has gotten the most pushback whenever I've said it to someone is that uh, benevolent benevolent dictators. You know, uh, yeah. it's it it probably in a lot of cases leads to like a, a high functioning society. Yeah, of course. And we've had, a, we've had plenty of them, you know, throughout history, Charlemagne and stuff like that. Um, whenever you put benevolent in front of something though, it kind of like, of course, it's going to be good because it's a benevolent. Yeah. But who, but who, I mean, I promise you, if I was a king, I wouldn't end up being that benevolent probably. Well, no, of course not. I, I would rule with an iron fist, but like, um, the, you know, like, in reality too, like we're really relying on benevolence too in the current system, because like I said, there's no consequences. Right. Yeah. So still relying on them being uh, them being benevolent to get to the, like your end goals. But yeah, I am. I'm not so like, yeah. And in the philosophy class, Davis, I am with you. Like, I don't I don't think because six out of 10 people say I have to pay the dinner bill makes it that makes it moral. Right. Or, you know, it's just because six out of 10 people say Davis shouldn't smoke pot because they don't like it doesn't make it. Right. Moral. You know what I'm saying? So I. Uh, I don't like it, but we, now we have to go out of the classroom into the real world. And that's what we're, that's what's out there. So how do you, we have to interact with it. And so like, I kind of think of this as like a Trojan horse. It's like using democracy as a Trojan horse against, against them to leave us alone. You wait, using who, who is the, who are we Trojan horsing? The government? The app, the, app, the UBI app and the whole, the whole system behind it is the Trojan horse. I was gonna. The, the the Trojan horse idea is basically the app and the whole process is the Trojan horse, and democracy is kind of like you know the gate or whatever. We're we're gonna use we're gonna use democracy and people's love for you know to be they've been trained right since first grade that this is the process. You know, direct democracy is the greatest thing since sliced bread. You know, it's it's like okay uh i don't think we should do some of these wars right it's like well you don't want to bring democracy to them right it's like so you're just using that kind of training against them 
to leave us alone. I don't, I don't really care about bringing democracy though. Like, I, I don't know. I don't, well, could I, if I, if it was up to me, would I allow, demo, would, would, could I put democracy in all these places? But it's like much more important for me for like, uh, you know, school teachers to be paid more and for all the roads in my community to not have giant potholes in them. So, so that's actually, that's actually a huge, a huge trade-off and it, which has gotten all fucked up in uh, American politics, which is like the, the right should theoretically be the anti-war party and the left should be the pro-war party. I mean, in reality, both sides are, are the pro-war party yeah. be, because of the military industrial complex, but Republican politicians, if you really actually want small government, you should be like, well, we're never going to war. We will go to war if we are attacked and that's it. That's I agree 100 percent. And that is how the Republican Party used to be a long time ago before, like the the Bush neocon, uh, like 90s. like how long ago? Oh, I mean, uh, you, you could even say Reagan. Didn't Reagan do I don't know. Sh- I don't know shit about Ronald Reagan, but didn't he do like a crazy amount of defense spending? Defense spending is not a foreign war, though, is it? Right. Defense so, spending. Defense spending is, is the same thing. Defense and, spending. Defense spending is the same shit. The uh, the um, well, no, I would say like if you're the one getting bombed and your family getting killed in the other com- company country, you'd probably be like, no, it's not the same thing. <laughs> but, but what um, what 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 does America need to have defense spending for? Well, I'm not arguing for defense spending. I'm just saying that yeah, I agree. Like you could probably you could probably uh, the Coast Guard could probably defend us from the Somali pirates, right? Like, um, I agree with you. I'm just saying though, like that, uh, they are two different things, definitely defense spending and going and invading another country. But like, when I said, like, it all goes to the same crooked ass contractors though. Exactly. Yes. This is, I am 100% on board here. Yeah. This is what I'm, I'm hoping, I'm hoping like maybe we could, you know, chip away at a little bit with this idea or something like this. Maybe somebody comes up with something better is exactly these problems. Now the federal level stuff, that's even bigger, you know, right. This is, that's like a whole, who knows how how much it would take to get uh, the incentives aligned on that, right? Like, uh, I mean, it just it's it's probably not even worth discuss. Like, it's just probably impossible. But if you exactly, but it's like if you can get 30, 31 senators in your in a in, in state X, and then they're like, no, we're not we're not allowing any crypto regulation here. Like, you guys just like marijuana is legal, the crypto is legal here. We don't care what your federal laws are. Right. And then it's like, okay, we got a whole state now. Right. Maybe we can get two. Maybe we can get three of them. Right. And you're just paying and you're just paying people to leave you alone. Yeah. Uh, So that is uh, that is one of the that is one of the things that has become interesting to me. And if we're if we're going to rag on the Bitcoin boys even more uh, like the the Bitcoin people like championing Ted Cruz. Right. Because he was like, it's like, are you guys even aware of like who you are and like what you're doing? Like, that would be like, that would be like, if, um, I don't know who's, who's like the worst, like if Ben Shapiro came out and was like, I love Bitcoin, Bitcoin's amazing. You should like, it's like, I'm not going to start saying nice shit about Ben Shapiro just because he is touting Bitcoin. It's like, have some fucking morals, have a backbone. Like what, what are we doing here? Championing Ted Cruz because one of his, uh, you know, interns happened to buy Bitcoin when it was worth $4 and wrote up a nice speech for him. It's like, it's like such a joke. It makes me feel, makes me feel crazy because 
Bitcoin was supposed to be a way of opting out of the bullshit, right? Bitcoin was supposed right. to be a way to not have these games where all the incentives are aligned uh, to, to have people lie all the time. And it's just turned into everyone's lying all the time. Still, people are just and, and uh, you know, the your, your, your bedfellows are, you know, the, the, the Democrats and the Republicans leave the the debate floor or whatever, where they were just arguing over bill. And then they all go to dinner together and they laugh at the people who think that it's taking it seriously. And that's what the Bitcoin people are now. The Bitcoin people are the people who's, who don't care as long as they win. I, I agree 100%. Here's an even better example. Have you watched Mayor Suarez's stuff yet? He's he the, the Miami mayor. Miami. No, I'm like, I'm like not engaging with Bitcoin stuff these days. Cause it oh, just okay. bums me out. All right, so I've I've watched like one interview with him, and I'm like, mm, I don't know. I don't even know if he's a Democrat or a Republican. Uh, I'm assuming in Miami he's probably a Democrat. I assume a Democrat, but yeah, but yeah, I, I, don't know. I mean, but you are aware that he is a Bitcoin bro, right? Like, yes, yeah, I, yeah. Wants everyone to move, go to Miami and do crypto there. Um, when this is like the the whole the whole thesis here is like, what incentives and consequences does does he have for you, right? Like. Right now he's being rewarded through all this, you know, social media attention social and votes. And- yeah. And like, Oh, I can get these people here. Um, but you know, who knows? He's clearly, he, he wants to run for higher office too. So like, okay, you're going to be in Miami and then he's gone. And then they, someone else comes in who hates crypto. Now, now, now where are you? Right. Like we need, we need some, a new way to interact and change the incentive consequence structure. Um, is the, the only thing I can think of anyways. And uh, I mean, you know, this this Suarez guy, whatever. But like, the the guy Mukieli, the the that's not his name. The the president of of El Salvador. Oh, I mean, right, he, right. he's just a straight up like bad guy. He just is like a he is a non benevolent dictator. He is like he is trying to dismantle the democratic structure of El Salvador. And we're we're cheering him on on the sideline because he owns like eighty five bitcoins. Like what like. This is like um, my my friend Alex Gladstein, who who came on the show. You know, he made he made this point. Like he's been on what Twitter Spaces or whatever with with this guy, and he's like, you know, I don't want to uh, I don't want to minimize the, the the human rights stuff going on there. And it's like it's like completely terrible. Uh, all of this all this stuff that's going on in El Salvador. He's like trying to to ruin the power of of the parliament and take things over to himself and. And we, we have this whole community that's supposed to be for like free enterprise and, and human rights. Like, right. That's a huge thing in Bitcoin now. It's like the intersection of Bitcoin and human rights. And we have this guy who's like straight up a human rights violator being championed because he owns some Bitcoins. Yeah. It's, it's, it, it is strange thing to see. Um, like, I don't know how, like, how do you, how, how are you supposed to handle that? Right. I mean, like, it's like, a, it's fun. It's cer- yeah. certainly if you would have told me five years ago that in any country on earth, doesn't matter if it's a, a fake, con- like uh, the fake country that uh, FC Sheriff plays. No one even knows what that is. It's a soccer yeah. team, but there's like a fake country in Europe that has a team in the Champions League, but it's like a country that's not recognized by the UN. It's like a mafia state. It's, it's very interesting if you, if you Google it. Wow. Um, but like, if you would have told me that any country would would be using Bitcoin as like its national, like have a national reserve, that I would have been like, not a fucking chance. So it's cool, it's cool. But we just don't, we don't need to fall head over heels for ourselves for this guy who is not a good guy. 
you know, do you remember when Chile used to be under, under Pinochet was a, uh, was a dictatorship too. And like a pretty brutal one. Yeah. And he had like sent some of his advisors to the university of Chicago to like study under Milton Friedman and stuff like that. And they shit on like the university of Chicago and, and Milton Friedman for allowing it. Right. Like you're, you're helping this dictator. What are you doing? Uh, I think I have this story right. But anyways, eventually, like those guys went back and like, we're like, you know, actually, if we open up some of these markets, we'll do even better. Yeah. Right. And then, you know, eventually it snowballed to the Chile you have now, which is, you know, pretty, I think it's the wealthiest uh, nation in South America. And so like, you know, if, if, if this is leading El Salvador to some sort, you know, more freedom to more prosperity too, like, you know, maybe we, maybe we give a, you don't give them a pass, obviously you don't have to cheerlead like you're saying too, but like, you could be like, okay, hopefully this helps those people. Right. And, and hopefully it does. Right. I, I, well, hope, it, I hope it works out. And I hope that they are, uh, you know, protected from something that happens in lots of South American countries, which is really bad inflation that like, you know, ruins your life savings. Like I, I hope all of that works out, but I don't, the same way I don't need, uh, you know, Pierre Richard telling me that Ted Cruz is the one politician who really gets Bitcoin. I also don't need him telling me that we should look to El Salvador as what a nation should be doing for its people, because there's a lot more involved in governance than like and people don't see. This is a very non-libertarian viewpoint, which is that there's a lot more that a government does for its people than just not keeping their money from inflating. Yeah, they 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 throw them in cages. Uh, they <laughs> they take their money. I mean, don't get me don't get me wrong. I'm I'm with you on I'm with you on some of that stuff and I, some libertarian viewpoints. I'm like, yep, totally on board. You know, the the state shouldn't have the right to kill people. Uh, and then on other things, I'm like, do you even fucking like healthcare? Right? Like, I bet you're like, I bet I bet you are you know, state, state sponsored healthcare is like a death sentence, right? I bet you're, you're 0% on board. Well, no, I mean, I, I think the, the, the liberal argument of I'd rather spend the, the money on uh, grandma's hip surgery than bombs. Right. I, I think makes a, a lot of sense. Yes, correct. I think that the same, for the same reasons that they're, they're going to fuck up crypto crypto that the gambling regulation sucks is because they don't know anything about it their incentives and consequences aren't aligned up in a way to make it. But I'm, I'm okay with that. I'm okay with that trade-off. Like I'm like someone, someone said this to me on Twitter the other day. They're like, Oh Davis, you wanted to vote for Liz Warren. She's like the worst, most anti-crypto person ever. And I'm like, well, I'm not fucking dense enough to think that crypto is the most important thing in our country right now. Like there are a lot more important things going on than, you know, uh, whether or not Ethereum is a security or not. Well, it, the we had a um, a hotel in Springfield that the the state owned, and like the idea was, we have so many people traveling to and from Chicago to Springfield and from out of state and stuff that it yeah. makes more sense to own to just actually own the hotel, and we it was ran so poorly that it had that that it was losing so much money they had to sell it. It had cockroaches everywhere, right? None of the laundry was getting done. This like the state since there's no, there's no profit and loss feedback me mechanism, this is in Mises uh, uh, article, uh, the socialist calculation problem. I think we talked about this before too, that it's, it's almost impossible for them to run something in an, any semblance of efficient manner. But isn't, isn't the argument they that- They can't run a hotel, Davis. 
wouldn't like, wouldn't the argument be that it doesn't have to be structured that way and it, those things like they could just be run via government subsidy and that would be way easier yeah right that, which is which is what they do right they outsource all these all these services like basically almost everything they do is 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 outsourced and it's but that's except, good right well it's it's better it's better than uh the, than having just a pure government monopoly on it but it's still it's still not great yeah, but I mean, I think also part of like growing up and understanding politics is understanding that for a nation of 400 million people, there's there's literally probably no great solutions for almost anything. No, for sure. And honestly, I I, I said on the last podcast we did that, like, I think secession is really a viable option with the, you know, the polarization of the country is like, just let them go. Just let them have their own state. Yeah, but it doesn't it doesn't work out geographically because. The, the places of the country that are most aligned are 4,000 miles away from each other. Well, it depends, though, how it shakes out. Who knows? Because if you, the, the more and more and the smaller and smaller it gets, you might only have to move like five miles, right? You might, you might not have to move. Very well, I'm far. saying I'm saying like California and New York and like Massachusetts and those places. Yeah. I mean, why not? Why can't California be its own thing? I mean, it should be. It kind of is already. Yeah, well, but their their legislators affect your life, you know, like where it doesn't have to be that way, where they can sure. just do their own thing. I mean, yeah, but that is again, that's that's philosophy class. I mean, that yeah, is, yes. yeah, no, for sure. Well, I, I, the, the, it, it, I bet secession comes on the table in twenty twenty four. What what part of the, Texas? It, who, you never know. It's a long ways away, but you could easily see like the Washington State. But it's not even. It's not. That's not even a, a popular right right wing talking point right now it's getting there it's getting there i don't Uh-oh. don't don't one of the skinhead groups don't they really someone told me someone told me this that one of the skinhead groups is actually big on on uh secession well of course they are because they want ethno state <laughs> it's the whole yeah. premise i i don't know i don't i can't ever i can't keep all the names straight of all the of all the racist groups but so i do know that is true that and if it's if it's popular now among some of the skinheads, then it yeah, then Ted Cruz will be mentioning it at a conference eventually. Well, I mean, there's also I think it's already on the table in Washington, like um, like the like twelve counties are trying to to peel off from Washington and and become part of Idaho. I might be having mixing that up. Sure, but that's that was actually and that was a while ago. I haven't looked in. I wonder what happened to it. Um, but they, like you know, Sam Harris says, um, you know. If you if you if you have an argument, you either have you can either use words or violence, right? Like you can either come to some sort of understanding. Or Isn't you fight. Sam Harris a piece of shit though? I, I, I don't. Right. I I used to love Sam Harris, and then uh, he kind of got crazy after Trump got elected, and he's like has some like anti free speech like tweets and stuff. It's like Sam, what what happened to you? Man? Wait, like, wait, what? I I don't know. I don't know anything about him other than like people mocking him on Twitter. What is what is Sam Harris's deal? He's a neuroscientist and podcaster, and he was kind of got his his feet wet with the um, atheism movement. Okay. So he's big in like free will, phil- you know, he was a philosophy major and then a neuroscientist. Is that like when, is that like, uh, like when, when kids go to college and read Richard Dawkins for the first time, they think they've like discovered the secret to living. Is that kind of like his yeah, deal? Richard Dawkins are tight. Okay. Yeah. There um, you go. I remember when I was 13 and read Richard Dawkins for the might, first time. Maybe I want to be so dismissive of him. His book, Lying. It's well, like- I, I, my thing is to dismiss all people whose deal is like, I'm a thinker. And that's what I do. I, I mostly dismiss all of those people who don't, 
Uh, so you, you prefer non-thinkers? <laughs> no, I prefer, I prefer people who uh, have jobs and who are, are forced to problem solve in their daily life. Sure. He, but he does, Davis, I know you're into meditation. He has a meditation app that I've done, Headspace and his. I like his better. Yeah. So waking no, up. No, I, 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 I shouldn't, I should not be, you are right. I should not be, I should not be so quick to dismiss. But I mean, because so many of the people who are like, oh, my job is to be like a free thinker. It's like right. those people, those people are, are, are shitty like 90% of the time. And, and I mean, the vibe I get from all, you know, like, uh, oh, Glenn Greenwald is the one that people like. It's like that guy just knows how to keep the money coming in because if he if he just uh, if he just takes the most popular uh, you know anti consensus narrative, which like it sounds like an oxymoron, but it's not. And if he just really bigs up that, his uh, Substack dollars are going to keep coming. Yeah, I can't. I kind of like him now. No, I, I, I know. I, I was like, I Garrett, I bet you do because I yeah. bet he's on the forefront of like, oh, actually, the government's lying to you about this, and they're lying to you about this, and I'm a free thinker, and I'm the only one who will report on this. But I mean, these, these are ad hominems, really, you know, right? So like, oh yes, I'm not, I'm not speaking in any specific experience about any of these people. I am right. just talking shit. Like, <laughs> well, you, uh, it's glad to see that you know exactly what you're doing here. Yeah, because like if he said two plus two equals four, you can't go, yeah, well, you're one of those free thinker guys. Right. right. So like, his argument is like, you know, in, in, an, in an argument, you either have, you can either work things out verbally or you, or you fight. Saying shit that I agreed with, I'd be like, dude, what a thinker. You know? <laughs> I love these thinking guys. They're yeah. I take in all their content. Yeah. The, the problem with people of like my political affiliation is, is they're also depressed and so angry that no one's even creating a good thought argument. It's just like, I'd rat like, and they just, they just like, they're all doing like comedy podcasts instead because it's too depressing to be a leftist who hates the Republicans and hates the, the leadership of the Democratic. It's just like too depressing and you feel like yeah. nothing will ever get done. So there's no point in trying to be productive. Yeah. That, that was most of my adult life of, uh, right right now that's my that was my wheelhouse i would like go to halloween parties dressed up as like making fun of republicans and stuff like uh it was pretty bad i mean i read i read i read i read rush limbaugh's a, a big fat i read um i read rush, rush limbaugh's a big fat idiot or yeah. whatever when i was really young and like i don't know i mean i, I rush limbaugh is a, a big fat he's dead now i think did al franken uh, did that piss you off when they when they canceled him no no, anyone, anyone who has, has made women feel sexually uncomfortable at work should be canceled. Like that, that is to me, a, 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 if I'm going to, if I'm going to say all these things, these mean things about the Democrats, I can at least give them that, that when, when, when yeah. one of their own deserves to be canceled, at least they actually do it and don't try to keep them around. Well, um, eh, not always, but, um, and, and, but the Al Franken thing is like, you know, like the argument there from the, the liberals is like, that was kind of just like a uh, uh, like a Republican tactic to get him out of office. And no, but it's not though. Like people he wasn't should be... doing anything at work, right? He was on a comedy tour and it doesn't, made, like, it doesn't matter to me. I just <laughs> it's hard enough to be uh, a woman in in the like the profession and professional or personal space. Like it's everything is set up to make women feel uncomfortable anyway so anyone yeah. who is on that side should i'm like, not i'm not I, i'm definitely not gonna uh, defend any of this stuff so i feel like already i've I'm, i've said too much but i think you need to 
refresh your memory on the Al Franken incident. If you, but I mean, maybe you don't. I know, I know, I know very few of the specifics. I just know. Yeah, it that sounds like it. <laughs> I, I am always, I am always inclined to believe the side of the woman in those events. And I think Franken, if I remember, maybe this is not, but I think he was like, yeah, this did happen. He took a pic, the, the, uh, the, the woman who was on home improvement, his like attractive assistant. Yeah. They were on a USO tour in okay. Afghanistan. They were on like a, a, a bomber plane or whatever transporting and she fell asleep and she was in a full metal jacket and everything. And he, and he, and he made a joke picture like this, where he was like gra- grabbing her breasts, but sure. he didn't actually grab them. And he was like, this, you know, just a stupid old man joke that he can't be done, done, dude. I wouldn't want, I wouldn't, would you want, like, that's I wouldn't fine, want that. Fine. I wouldn't, that, I wouldn't want someone grabbing my dick while I was asleep. Like, I don't, I, you yeah, know, but he didn't actually grab it, but no, listen, I'm not condoning his, but you gotta sure. admit there are, there are like, sure. There are shades of gray. There are shades of gray. There, there's a big difference between that and, and, you know, whatever Bill Clinton did to, to- I don't even like Al Franken and I'm not a Democrat anymore. And I wanted the whole thing gone. I'm just saying that I'm remembering. Well, Hey, that. you're, you're fair and balanced, bud. I mean, I, I don't, I don't hate Republicans anymore. I used to. Mm, I mean, in, in what, in what way? Like, I, like if, like, I would, I remember like I went on a date with uh, this girl and um, like at the, like towards the end, she like came out as like a hardcore Republican. And oh. I was like, I dude, was, like, see, so the I reason why I, house. the reason why, the reason why I would be, I would find that more distasteful is I actually think it's more diluted to be a hardcore Republican than it is to be a hardcore Democrat. I mean, don't get me wrong. I think anyone who shows who wakes up in the morning is like Nancy Pelosi is fucking kicking ass. Like, I think that's, I think that's extremely delusional. And I think it's extremely delusional to think like, Oh, the Democrats are the party of the people and, and the Republicans aren't, but I think it's an even deeper delusion to be into being a a Republican because it's, it's a party now without even a fake ideology to sell you. There's not even there. You're not even being sold. Uh, all you're being sold is uh, Christianity and and patriotism. I don't think so. I think that those times are over. I think Trump broke that party. Yeah, I mean the patriotism thing is still still a, a big part of it. But you're right. Yeah, that, that does definitely does seem a big part of it. But like the kind of like Dan Crenshaw new new, new wave. Like I don't think they're going to win out. Uh, like that, the 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 born again stuff. Yeah, the whole thing. Like he's definitely patriot patriotism more classical like a republic but that's that's always the argument is libs libs hate america and they should leave if they don't like it and republicans just love this country and and it's the best country on earth right i mean yeah that's some sort of simple argument people make yeah not not one i not one i buy into but that's the way it's presented yeah i mean yeah, sure. I guess. I mean, I, I don't know. I can't speak for Republicans as I'm that one, you know? So like, I think they're, they're definitely, there's a, a, a disparate point of view. Like they still, I mean, there is a couple Liberty bros there. There used to be some Liberty bros on the left too. Um, those, those guys aren't really around either. Do you like, do you like Jimmy Dore? I don't even know who that is. You know, oh, you don't watch Jimmy Dore? Yeah. You probably like him. He might be a okay. little too much for you, but yeah, he, so he, he's kind of to, uh, to what for me? A little too Glenn Greenwald. I mean, look, there, there. I, I certainly could, I certainly could, uh, could open my mind more. I mean, a, a comedy talk show from a leftist perspective, I would probably be into. 
he is a comedian, but it's it's a news show. Okay. Um, he does he does have some some good bits. He's just a pissed off liberal, right? And he hates the elites. Uh, he hates the established Democrats. He wants universal health care as his main yeah, issue. I'm on board. You, you you might you might you might enjoy it. Who who can you name two good leftists? Who are two good leftists? I mean. I this you'll you're gonna be like you're so full of shit, but like in terms of like a a high profile leftist who most things they say I agree with, AOC, like sure her if I was if I was to pick a popular politician that people could pick out of a lineup, I'd be like maybe seventy five percent of the stuff she says I'm on board with, but then you know AOC she's one of the people that's like NFTs are killing the earth, right? Because she doesn't get it, so it's like that's it's a very uh, which is why people say stuff like. Oh, you can't you can't really be a liberal and be a Bitcoin bro. Like I, I people say that to me all the time. And it's like I don't know. It's like well, I I am I am not comfortable identifying as like a Democrat anymore. I guess, mm-hmm. but still would consider myself a leftist. Which and partly is because of all the crypto stuff. I mean, that you did uh, you beat me to it too. I was going to go okay, and then are they good on crypto? And the, you know the answer is going to be going to be no because that's the party line. That is that it's not because not because if they really sat down and interacted with it and thought about what private money could mean for the relationship between people and the government, if they really thought about it, they'd actually realize that's a super leftist idea that uh, that, you know, the people could be could be protected from the government in that way. Um, I don't think so. I think I think quite the opposite, because if they sit down, they go, well, we have this Fed money we could print and get all these social services and help because they think the government helps people. Right. You can't do that with crypto. But you can. You, the, the thing is, is I'm not I'm not speaking about a world that runs on Bitcoin where you're buying your, your Starbucks on the Lightning Network or whatever. Or I'm talking about these things existing in concert where private and public money. I mean, why why should their own? I mean, there there are millions of different types of money and currency that exist in the world. Uh, why it, it feels untrue to me that both that, that both shouldn't exist inside of one country. I mean, I'm, I'm talking like from a power perspective, like yeah. if I, if I have the access to the fed, then that's a powerful tool I could use politically. Yes. Right. And if I no longer have access to the fed or if, you know, if, if crypto does take over, I can no longer use that tool. And like, if I believe that I'm inherent, I'm, I'm working using government to do good. And then, uh, no, I don't want that. I want to keep the status quo and then I will print money and then have to build that better plan or whatever, right? So I, I don't know. I think that if they sat down and think about it, I think they, I think they might already have. <laughs> they might. Well, already I'm have. sure. I'm sure Nancy Pelosi and uh, I don't. I can't even. I can't even Chuck Schumer or whatever. I'm sure they've all sat down and thought about it. I mean, where are these attacks coming from, right? They're they're definitely starting to get ramped up, right? You're seeing that Bitcoin Bitcoin's racist, Bitcoin sexist, Bitcoin has a bro problem. Bitcoin, Bitcoin, Bitcoin does have a bro problem, but it's not a problem of the coin. It's a problem of the people who like it. I mean, but I mean, anyone can buy crypto. We know this, right? Like, yes, anyone sure. can get the barrier to entry is nothing. And like anyone can do it. So like just because men disproportionately use it more or like it more, I mean, whatever, that's just the way it, it's shaked out. But the, the, either way, they're, they're manufacturing consent, right? They're doing the Chomsky maneuver, right? Where they're they're building this narrative to like eventually when they come crashing down, they've already laid the woodwork in the press and had people go, oh, wait, Bitcoin, right? Yeah, the, the global warming uh, thing that's ruining the kind of the racist yeah. thing. 
the sexist thing yeah yeah okay whatever pass the bill yeah no we don't want that that sounded bad because i read it in the washington post six months ago yeah right it's like okay well then who's who's like because there's probably groups of people behind this uh yes and and, all, and like they put it in that in that bill right the kyc uh, minor stuff like the, yeah did, did you really need the 20 billion from bitcoin to, to balance the budget did you really that's the only source you could have got it from after you printed seven trillion dollars like you know like, we got to put this like so like they're tr- they're tr- they're 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 planting the seeds at, at the least right yeah no they are and and um you know, I don't know. I think I think one of the things that that might happen that they are not um, prepared for is it might it might be like too big. It might like the 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 DeFi ecosystem and Bitcoin might be too big and too powerful to just snap your fingers and disappear. Like they might have waited too long because they don't know anything about it. I I I, I you've made this argument to me a bunch of times and it's a definitely a good one. But like I'm just saying like they could but they could still mess it up, right? It won't it won't go away. Oh, big time. Right. So like I said, instead of 8% interest, you're going to get 2%, right? Because then they're going to regulate the shit out of it. And then Chase is going to get their hands in it. You know, just, just stupid stuff like that. Yeah. You can have your NFTs, but now there's going to be like a big tax on it. Well, if I want to be, if I want to be a Bitcoin bro, I could say like, well, it's still, it's still good for Bitcoin because uh, more people are going to own it and banks will own it and the Fed will own it. And, and that, that is good for the price of Bitcoin. Yeah. I mean, I, I, there has to be a breaking point though. Wouldn't you think it's like, right. Like eventually like they're, they're, they're locked in their homes and like they can't go anywhere. And it's like, yeah, but I have my Bitcoin. It's like, well, don't you have to interact with the real world? Eventually? No, I like, think, I think some of these people are, are fine. Just being like, I have, I have two Bitcoins. They're worth $2 billion and I don't care. Right. Well, you know, God bless you, I guess. I mean, I, I, I do hope though, that's that, people listening if they've made it this far that they they uh, maybe somebody out there can take like this template idea and and do something with it and, like i'm happy to talk to anyone about it or you know there's definitely obviously criticisms you can make on the idea too so i'm happy why doesn't, why doesn't a dow just buy america right you know I mean, you know you know some ethereum bro has been like workshopping this tweet there's got to be, there, you, you called it already, right? That something's going to happen. We don't know what it is yet. It'll probably be the dumbest thing you could think of. Right? Like, yeah. Something like, I don't know. I, I can't like, what would be the dumbest thing you could think of? Whatever that is, that's what the Dow is going to buy. Yeah. And then, and, and then it's going to fail. And the then Dow is going to buy like Augusta or something. Oh, that would be, yeah, that'd be interesting. I mean, how much would Augusta even sell? Like, how much money would have to be offered? To, I don't even know who owns it. That's a good question. How much? Would, uh, who, how do you even price that? Do the members own it? Maybe. I, I was going to say probably they do, but would fifty billion dollars be enough to buy Augusta? Those guys, they don't need. They don't need money, right? Those members. But they always want more. They want a golf course, though. Yeah, they do want an ex. Yeah, they want to. They, they want, want their own. Course. That's true. Special special golf course like i don't know if you could even give them enough money to get that get them to give it away they're just all so rich yeah no that's true um all right i mean we got we got anything else we want to discuss um no just make sure we get that omar yurt seven guy in there i think yeah omar omar yurt seven is in i mean we mostly we mostly just spun in in circles uh i'm not going to read glenn greenwald um I don't know. You have you have definitely uh, uh, like bit pilled me a little bit. Like I am certainly um, 
less enthusiastic about uh, uh, the Democratic Party than I was two years ago. But I mean, also part of that has been COVID and and the money printing and yeah. uh, the just the the ways in which the government has failed its people during all of this, but not in the way, definitely different in the ways than, than you would have said that it failed for sure. Yeah, I mean, it depends. I mean, I think our perspectives are probably closer than you think. But like, for for me, once it's that whole the whole red pill analogy, once you once you once you see it, then you can't unsee it. So like, I know, I know, like that they suck on gambling, because I'm an expert in it. Like, yeah. what else? What else do they suck on? Well, turns out it's almost everything. Yeah. Right? And the, and the incentives and consequences are not aligned. Right? And this yes. is and this is a, and, and, and like, that's not something you can, you can, you can really change. Yeah. I mean, it, it, uh, so much of life, you know, does really come down to like game theory and stuff. Um, and that is, that is something that once you see it, you can't unsee it. That's true. Right. Yeah. And, and like, if, okay, if, if crypto is not going to help, then what will, right? Like, I, so I really do hope someone like takes a crack at, at something, uh, this is hopefully this is what we're, you know, we're crypto bros. Like hopefully this is some sort of new direction. I mean, I would, I would love for that to be true. I would love for crypto to be the impetus or, or at least the layer mechanism for a change in governance. That would be very cool. I would si- sign me up for that for sure. Yeah. And, yeah. and if people can make money. Yeah. There you go. That's all they got to do. Yeah. All right, man. We'll uh, we'll let you get out of here. Tell people about Lowell's and about where they can uh, they can go read this Citicoin proposal. Lowell's Wednesdays eight Eastern. Uh, me, Pete Overzet, on our both of our channels. We we live stream uh, Brick seventy five B R I C seventy five dot com is my website, and uh, I put up like prop bets and ownership projections and stuff like that. Um, I have a sportsbook HUD uh, app. I'm I'm like still developing. It's brutal, Davis. Do do not ever work with like coders, man. It takes forever. I'm gonna show it to you when it's done, though. I think you 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 have uh, sportsbook access, right? Uh, no, no. I live no? in I live in Missouri. We'll probably be the last state to get it. Oh my god, that sucks. Well, maybe then maybe it won't be useful. For I mean, you. I could drive 30 minutes to Illinois and I'd get it. Uh, well, anyways, that's on my site, brick75.com. Uh, I think that's all I got. Yeah. All right, there we go. Brick 75, everyone. We'll be back. With the Wells Fargo Active Cash Credit Card, you can earn unlimited 2% cash rewards on purchases you want and purchases you need. That means you earn 2% cash rewards on what you want, like season tickets to watch your favorite team, and 2% cash rewards on what you need, like paying for parking. That's the beauty of the Active Cash Credit Card. It's ready when you are with unlimited 2% cash rewards. The Wells Fargo Active Cash Credit Card. That's real life ready. Terms apply. Learn more at wellsfargo.com slash active cash. When it comes to buying your first home, everyone has questions. Can we even afford to buy a house right now? Well, I need to negotiate. How do I even negotiate? Luckily, a REMAX agent has answers. Hey, Brian, those are really good questions. They are? Thanks. It's my first time buying. I work with first time buyers all the time. I got you. Remax agents have more experience than other real estate agents. Visit Remax.com or download the Remax app to find the right agent. The right agent can lead the way. Each office independently owned and operated.